welcome back to the show. Dr. Peter Evans, thank you for being on the show today. Glad to be here, Jay. Very, very appreciative, Peter, especially with what's going on around in the world. I imagine you're a super busy guy. So again, I thank you for taking the time out to appear on the Disability Channel in Toronto, Canada and around the world. So um, why don't you tell us your title and tell us a little bit about what you do and then I'll just sort of feed off that if that's okay. Sure. Um, currently, um, uh, with my move to Florida, my role um, here is the Institute Chair of Orthopedics and Rheumatology uh, across Florida, and also the Director of Digital Health, uh, Medical Director of Digital Health uh, for Cleveland Clinic in Florida. So without getting into detail, can you tell us a little bit what your day-to-day -day operations would be just for us people understanding sure. a little bit? Yeah, sure. So my I have morphed from a well, I've only ever been a four-day-a-week clinician. One day a week, I was always set aside for administration and research because uh, I've led an academic um, orthopedic career most of my career. But now I've now moved to two days a week uh, administration um, slash research and uh, about uh, half day, well, two days for administration, half day research, uh, two uh, um, and a couple days of uh, uh, clinical work, uh, two and a half days clinical work. So all, all I will typically on a Tuesday, have a full clinic. Um, on a Wednesday, about a half day clinic, half day administration. On a Thursday, full day surgery. And on my Monday, Fridays, I uh, do administrative work and try to uh, work with um, the different regions that the Cleveland Clinic now um, is in, in the Florida area. Wow, and I'm sure that's, that's, that's quite a bit of hours I'm sure you add up uh, throughout the week. I, I'm sure they are. So tell us, Peter, now how long have you been down in the Cleveland Clinic? I know you went from, you were in Cleveland and you've been down to Florida. So tell our viewers a bit how long, in the transition from Canada, but first, sure. how long have you been down in the U.S.? Sure, I've been in the U.S. I left um, after um, one of my fellowships, so I did an orthopedic residency. I did an undergraduate in, in the United States and came back up for medical school and uh orthopedic surgery, and I did one fellowship in sports medicine uh, in Toronto before going down to Wake Forest for hand surgery. And then I started a practice, I started my first uh, job at Johns Hopkins University for a couple of years, and then switched over to the Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland, where I worked for 19 years. And uh, now, since March of 20, I came down just three weeks before COVID to a no. new job. And uh, it was uh, it was quite something. Literally, the moving trucks were coming out, and all of a sudden, the announcements were coming on the uh, on the things. It was like what? It was like what's going uh, on? Yeah, what's, what's going, going on? on? So, yeah, that's great. Now, tell us about how they how they I guess how they came and got you from Canada. Well, um, you know, it's a it's a thing. You know, when you you get introduced, I got introduced to the states during my undergraduate years, uh, and. Uh, came down and was recruited to come on down to the United States to play hockey in college and uh, got indoctrinated. So it was an easy transition for me to come post-residency and post-fellowship. We were also having a lot of problems with um, medical you know, care in Canada with decreasing the numbers. And in fact, I was the beginning of when the clampdown came um, where the jobs were starting to dry up. And probably about a decade after I finished, at one point in time, 50% of the graduating orthopedic surgeons in Canada had no jobs. They had to leave the United Canada. It wasn't because they wanted to, because there were just no jobs. They, they weren't hiring. So in fact, voluntarily, they decreased the number of uh, trainees because there's no jobs uh, for them. So it's kind of a, unfortunate. There's a need for orthopedic surgeons, 
but the government just doesn't want to issue uh, um, licenses. That's a terrific. No, that's terrific insight because you know what? People don't, we don't know that. Like like the public just generally doesn't know why, you know, sometimes yeah, doctors well, go down to the USA. You, you, yeah, and that's the way you control budget, right? So it, Canada works on what's called the global budgeting. So you set aside X number of dollars for healthcare. And if you train more doctors, by definition, patients are going to come to them. They're going to get a bill. Uh, at least the government will get a bill. And uh, then they'll go over budget. So one way to control it is just limit the number of doctors. I'm just wondering for our Canadian viewers and our U.S. viewers, can you tell us a few things what would be the biggest difference between our healthcare system and yours? Like off the top of your head. Sure. You know? I mean, I would say just that. It's that it is a it is run. It's a single single payer system, um, but um, and, and it's run by one payer, that government. Uh, whereas the United States, it's a slice and dice network of multiple payers. It is very confusing. There's um, the one good thing about the Canadian system is is there's less waste of dollars. There's less middlemen, if you will. Whereas the United States, it is it would be perceived as almost a um, a reason to have uh, more middlemen because that adds confusion and a lot of drawing of dollars out of the system. So it's very expensive in the United States to deliver healthcare because there are so many people in the middle. So it sounds like there's there's pros and cons on both sides, right? Obviously. Exactly, exactly. And is, is in the US, each state sort of dictates what they do themselves a little bit? Uh, there is, so um, a little bit just like Canada. Um, yep. I mean, in Canada, there's a federal principle, but you know, Ontario has a different plan than Manitoba and people can't just cross over. Um, whereas the United States is fairly similar. So even the same company, you know, it's private, so Aetna uh, in, in Ohio is not exactly the same Aetna in Florida and there the plans go. don't necessarily cross over. And there's, so there's a lot of differences. So state by state, it's different and funded through the through the state, especially on the public side. If you look okay. at Medicare, Medicaid, um, those are state driven. Uh, even though they have federal backing, they're controlled by the state. On the show today, we have orthopedic surgeon Dr. Peter Evans. Peter, what I want to do is take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what Cleveland Clinic does because I think it's very important for our viewers to know. And, I, and also, you have the the branch up here in Canada. And then I want to talk a little bit about Harvard and hockey, concussions, you know, a little bit of sports, lighten it up. So stay it. tuned and we'll be right back with Dr. Peter Evans. <laughs> 